Hello, and welcome to the Be Bold Podcast, a podcast where we discuss lifestyle, health, and wellness. I'm your host, Tessa Breeden, certified personal trainer and nutrition specialist with over a decade of experience. Now, listen up, because I've got a good episode coming your way. Bridget Mallinson, registered dietitian, founder and CEO of Gut Personal, which is a supplement company that empowers its customers to eliminate gut issues for good through a personalized approach. Bridget has spent a decade studying functional medicine and nutrition as a registered functional dietitian, and her mission is to improve the health and wealth of all women and men, of course. So Bridget... Warm welcome. I am so, so, so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited too. I love our connection already. We met in Austin, my company, actually through a dinner for incredible women in Austin, and you were there and we connected in person. I was like, oh, she's my girl. So this is going to be fun. Yes. When you find somebody that just has that same high energy as you, when you are a high energy individual, you're like, oh yeah, we totally just vibe with each other. And I think that's great. And it's going to be so much fun. And we're talking shit today, literally. (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) So this is one of my favorite topics. If anybody listening does not know, my sister is a pediatric gastroenterologist. So I've really grown up with a sister who also loves talking about poop. And so it's just something that has been really natural for me, which is maybe a weird thing to say, but I know it's not natural for a lot of people to talk about. So first of all, I just want us to open up this conversation and remind people that like everyone poops. And if you don't, something's wrong. Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, it's just such a funny thing, right? That like in society, like we don't talk about it. And I'm like, just like your sister and just like you, I am so used to talking about it because really our poop and digestion is such a marker of our health that like we really need to make sure that we're going every day, going twice a day, that the consistency is all there. Because we know the gut affects so many things and pooping is just one way we can tell how it's going. Yeah. And we're going to dive into that, but I want to start out and I want you to explain to us what the heck is a functional dietitian? Yeah. So functional medicine. So I, I think it's actually important to share a little bit of my story and how I came to functional medicine because I was in school to become a registered dietitian where they, you know, teach you you know, air quotes, food is medicine. (laughs) And I was the healthiest eater and exercise, had a great lifestyle, yet I wasn't going to the bathroom. I was bloated. I was on thyroid medication. I gained a lot of weight. I had hormone irregularities. I was on ADHD medication, like literally five different meds yet I was a healthy eater. And it it didn't make sense to me. And what I was being taught in school was, was not helpful. Mm-hmm. And so after – when I started going to grad school, one of my girlfriends back in Ohio was at the Center for Functional Medicine. She was the dietitian there and worked with Mark Hyman. And I was like, you know, people might know Mark Hyman. He's very big on social media as a functional medicine doc. He – was starting this big trend in the United States of this more holistic way to look at our health. 
and use really in-depth lab testing to figure out what's going on inside the body. And so for me, I went looking for answers for myself because I wasn't—I truly wasn't getting them from the doctors that I was seeing. And doctors are so incredible. I want to say that. I have nothing against them. But the ones that I was seeing were not giving me answers, just more meds. Mm-hmm. And so I found functional medicine. I did a poop test. When all of the other labs I had done, all of the other testing I had done in the past was normal, this test came back looking like hell. It was all Mm. red. It was all off. I was like, oh my God, I have bacterial overgrowth, yeast overgrowth. Um, I was wildly sensitive to gluten. That was what was causing my migraines. It still causes them to this day. And so all it was really empowering. And so basically what functional medicine is, is just tries to get at the why symptoms are happening instead of just saying, you know, oh, just go on a different med. And I, I know your audience is, is really big into fitness. I remember working out and having this program that I was going through, but I couldn't add on any muscle. Mm. It was so weird. And it ended up being, I wasn't absorbing protein. So of course I couldn't build muscle. So just all these little things in my life were telling me something is wrong. I want to know why. I went to look for answers. Functional medicine really gave me those answers and allowed me to heal, get off all the medications and feel my best. That's amazing. Which obviously is why you have such a strong passion for this subject. But I would love to know, I know you had mentioned that your gluten sensitivity and maybe some other things were more evident to you, but would you say that there are specific signs people might experience when they have gut issues? Are they typically evident or can they be hidden things that people might not know are um, happening in, in relation to their gut health? Yeah. I mean, I think of like the overt gut symptoms, like bloating, not going to the bathroom or going to the bathroom too often, very urgently, having any type of like acid reflux or heartburn. Those are like the, you know, common things that we think about with gut issues. But other things that are related to gut issues, anxiety and depression. We know the gut brain connection is so powerful I think on the fitness and wellness side of things, if you're not losing weight and you want to be, or you're not adding on muscle and you're doing everything right, that's a real big sign that your gut is out of balance. And then hormones. If you're getting really bad PMS or really bad periods or you're missing your periods, there's actually a huge gut connection with hormones as well. Um, And for me, those were my thyroid hormones were off. Mm-hmm. So I was gaining a lot of weight. And then migraines and headaches is honestly another big one that has a lot of gut component to it as well. Interesting. I think initially most people think of those very evident signs like going to the bathroom too often or not enough. 
But I think people forget about those other things, whether that might be present like acne presenting itself as yes. an adult or or some yes. of those conditions. For myself specifically, uh, I, I get really bad rashes and I itch really bad when I eat certain foods. So like when I eat gluten, I, I don't have celiac. I've been tested. My sensitivities, it's still semi-confusing, but it's a correlation that is hard to ignore when you are very in tune with your own body. And so I think all of those things, just kind of paying attention and being, again, more in tune with your body is really important to maybe understanding if you are having gut health issues or if there are other external internal issues that maybe you need to be uh, diving a little bit deeper into. Yeah. I couldn't have said that better. It's like being in tune with your body and like listening to what your body is telling us because I think there can be sometimes so many like prejudices against like, you know, we hear gluten sensitivity all the time and it's almost like, no, I'm fine because I don't have celiac. But you're like, no, this still isn't serving me in some way, shape or form. Does it mean that I could heal my gut and it would go away? Or is it kind of something that my body doesn't like forever? It's doing more investigation, doing testing if that's something that someone wants to dive into, is going to be so powerful and empowering to be like, wow, it wasn't all in my head. Yeah, let's talk testing on that note because I think that allergy testing at home became really popular, especially during COVID. A lot of sensitivity testing became popular, which is IgG testing. So for people listening, that really essentially means that what is going to be showing up on those tests are oftentimes foods that are present that are currently in your body. Is that correct? Yeah, that you're eating really often. Yeah. So I I actually did the the testing to test my sensitivities and I actually found it to be really interesting because my number one sensitivity was lobster and I do not eat lobster ever. And I was like, that's really weird. Like how could I have, if if the IgG testing is what is presently in my body. I was like, how is it something that I've literally had one time in my life? That is so strange to me. And so I I don't know, I thought that was odd, but I'd love to know one, your thoughts on that. And then talk a little bit about testing that might be more beneficial than something like a sensitivity test that you're sending out. Oh, this is such a good topic. So interestingly, so for you with IgG testing in the lobster, it wasn't something that you ate very often. So what they also do is they test your blood with lobster. And so maybe you would have a reaction to lobster if you had it more often. We don't know. But when I see a lot of foods come up on a food sensitivity test, which is very normal, the only thing that it's telling me is that there's leaky gut. It's not really telling me it's a true sensitivity. Now, there are very, very, very in-depth tests on one food group. The company is called Vibrant Wellness. They have these things called Zoomers. Those are about three or four pages on one specific food group testing all the different proteins. That is really the only testing that I trust. And for one food group, it's like $300. So it's an investment. The food sensitivity testing that you get for $189, you know, on online is not going to be helpful for healing your gut. And so the test that you're alluding to that is more helpful is actually looking at your poop. You know, you and I both have 
angel puppies. And if their gut's a mess, what do we do? We take their poop to the vet, right? Yeah. What does the vet check for? Parasites, bad bacteria, all food sensitivities maybe in the poop. That's exactly what we're doing with human poop is we are looking at the microbiome. You know, we're actually looking at what good bacteria is present. We're looking at bad bacteria. We are looking at parasites and worms. God forbid those are in there. We're looking at yeast overgrowth. Yeast overgrowth is so detrimental in so many different ways, especially like like I was working with a lot of fitness competitors and bikini competitors that had a lot of that going on that affects so, so many other things. It also looks at sensitivity to gluten and it is looking at an IgG in a little bit different of a way. And it also looks at um, secretory IgA, which is basically your whole immune system response to everything you're eating and everything that's going on. So it gives us kind of a, is your immune system overreactive to the food that you're eating? Is it depleted because you've been eating all these foods you're sensitive to? So that's more so this poop test going to actually help us heal your gut versus a food sensitivity test we never really do on our clients. Okay. And in those stool tests, you're also looking at absorption. Isn't that correct? Because I know you mentioned that you were having a hard time absorbing protein, which I honestly have never really, really thought about. And so it's not something I ever, ever realized could be happening. Yeah. So it looks at two different markers. It looks at how well you're breaking down food. So we know that's the beginning of absorption. Um, So it looks at how well you're breaking down food and then, yeah, how well you're absorbing that food. And, you know, it's not just looking at one test and being like, this is it. We also, for our clients, will sometimes do vitamin level testing, um, fatty acids, omega-3s to really get a full picture. And we can actually test, um, test proteins specifically in the blood and the urine. That is amazing. I know that I definitely need to do this because for whatever reason, I can't digest quinoa or brown rice. Like, cannot eat either of them. I know. It's so strange. So I'm like, okay, I got to get, I got to get this done. Are there different types of stool tests? Is is like one style or type better than the other? Are they all kind of equal? There are different types, a thousand percent. There's a Viome test that's, you know, a couple hundred dollars that's not really going to give you any valuable information. I always recommend to people, you if you're going to go for this, invest in the test. You know, the testing package that we do with clients is $1,500. I know you have a discount code that you'll give it the end, of course, um, where they can save 150 bucks on our test. But you you want to invest in a comprehensive test. So something like a Viome that's a couple hundred dollars, it's not really going to give you the information that you need. And you also need to make sure that when you're doing one of these tests, you're working with a functional medicine registered dietitian. You're not just getting like the kind of like what you got with the food sensitivity test. Just don't eat lobster forever. And you're like, yeah, okay. I mean, I wasn't gonna, but 
making sure that it comes with support because I think that's, you know, really important too is, is not just saying this is what's wrong. It's like, okay, here's our plan and I'm going to support you in that plan. So the, the testing company that we use is called the GI map. Another good test is the GI effects. There are similar price points, similar information. We just love the GI map because it's a little bit more in depth. I love that. And I think the support is super necessary. Total side story. One time I was like way too cheap to go get my blood tested at my doctor. So I just went to like a regular lab and I had to Google everything to look at my lab results to see what they were. And let me just tell you like what a terrible idea that is. I don't know. I just thought it would make more sense. I really should have just gone to my doctor to get my blood work, but that's beside the point. Another lifetime ago. Exactly, exactly. So as far as these stool tests goes, you mentioned that these are an investment. They're an investment in your health in general. Are these generalized tests that everybody should be doing? Or are these really only tests that should be done if you are experiencing those symptoms or having a reaction to something, essentially? This is such a good question because the gut is truly the center of all health looking at hormones is not even going to give us a picture of what is going on in the whole body. The gut does. And so it kind of depends on someone's goals. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I would guess a lot of people who listen in here are really into wellness, really into how can I make my body the best that I can make it. So a lot of our clients are coming to us with a ton of symptoms, gut symptoms, skin, maybe anxiety, can't lose weight, some of those combination of things. But then some of our clients come to us and say, I really am feeling okay, but I know I could feel amazing. I'm going to invest in this. And we need both. It's not a... It's not a test where you're going to feel restricted after, you know what I mean? Like a food sensitivity test that's going to tell you all these foods you can't eat, which is silliness. But then our our test is really how can you get your gut to the best possible that it can be? So really anyone can do it for sure as long as they want to invest. Amazing. I mean, if you have the ability to feel your absolute best, then why the heck wouldn't you? You know, I yeah. again, I know that it's an investment, but it's one of those things that at the end of the day, if it could benefit you to really understand more about your body, I think that's great. And especially yeah. if you are in a place where you do work out a lot or you are really into health and wellness and you maybe aren't necessarily having any symptoms that are presenting themselves. But as you mentioned, if you're noticing that maybe it's a little bit more challenging for you to gain muscle or maybe it's a little more challenging for you to like lose that belly pooch that you claim is from your diet, even though you, you feel like you're eating healthy, there could definitely be something internal happening and working yeah. with coaches and working with practitioners that really understand what that looks like, I think is important. And I've talked about this on multiple episodes of my podcast, but there really, I find that there needs to be better communication between practitioners and, and trainers. You know, I obviously, I'm a, I'm a health coach and a personal trainer, but I don't have that registered dietitian side. I'm not a, I'm not a functional dietitian. And so I think that collectively, if we're all working together together for the betterment of our clients, we can really make it a cohesive program and plan for somebody so that they can receive the utmost uh, experience in, in all of it. 
Yeah. And honestly, like that is such something that's so important to me when I started Gut Personal and as we've been growing, you know, we've only been a company for 15 months. I've been doing this for eight years, but Gut Personal specifically, we want like our main person that we want to collaborate with is that health coach because you guys understand the importance of it, but you don't need to do it. You know, I think that's Mm -hmm. also important just for us as, as people, as women go-getters, that, that we don't have to do it all. We can collaborate. We, it's not, it's collaboration over competition. You know, we work with so many coaches, yourself included, and it's, it's just such an incredible experience for that client that can get that well-rounded support. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I love that. Collaboration is key. Yes. Love it. All right. I want to dive a little bit more into the food side of things and kind of back to that idea of elimination, because I think a lot of times we see on social media or wherever where people are just eliminating foods on their own. Now, I'm speaking from a personal place. I have done a dietitian guided elimination diet. It's not super fun. It's, uh, uh, it took me a while to get through because it is, it's a challenging thing. And I, I will sometimes see fitness coaches, which again, in my opinion, I find this is very out of your scope of practice, but giving their clients elimination diets. And so if somebody chooses to begin some sort of elimination to a food group that is causing issues, what is the best route to do that? Is it just to go directly to a dietitian or is it to kind of self-test and figure out what's what's internally going on with you? Like where do they begin? Yeah. I, I mean, I think one, we were talking about before, it's so important to be aware and like take note of really what's bothering you. But I will say from my experience, you know, I was sensitive to cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, nuts, hummus, you freaking name it, all these weird things. And so if I wasn't a registered dietitian, I would feel overwhelmed. Even as a registered dietitian going out to eat, I was like, shit, I can't eat that, but I can eat that. The problem, and this is really what I want people to hear, the problem is not the food. It is the environment the food is going into. So at my company and how I've trained my dietitians and how I've found it works for the long term is we actually do not do elimination diets unless we know for a fact, maybe someone comes in with skin issues and they say, not only when I eat dairy, I have skin issues, but I also feel clogged up in my sinuses, I have mucus in my throat, and then I can't poop. Then we're like, okay, we're going to take out dairy for three months and we're going to see how you feel. Same with gluten. If someone comes to us with joint pain, bloating, and migraines, that's a really good indicator that you have gluten sensitivities. So we take them out for three months. All this to say, do not do an elimination diet on your own. Please, like Tessa was saying, do not do one with your personal trainer. I freaking love personal trainers, but that's not, you know, the, the person you want supporting you with that. Like, go to them for your training. So go to a registered dietitian 
find a dietitian that really jives with how you want to do things, you know? I think elimination diets can screw up your head, you know what I mean? And it's not even getting to the root cause. I would rather have someone take a poop test, get on the right supplements to heal their gut, and then they don't have food issues anymore. And it's like, wow, we just sped up that process by six to 12 months and you still have a great relationship with food. Yeah, I'm like kind of dying inside right now because I still can't eat some of the foods that I cut out during my elimination diet. Yeah. Even you saying, you know, it might not necessarily be the food. It might be the environment the food is going into. That's just like, I think people often forget that. And it's kind of a, a painful reality to be like, oh my gosh, I maybe haven't been taking care of my gut health enough to be able to, because I can't eat certain things like mushrooms and I can't mm-hmm. eat a lot of like FODMAP foods, yes, like high FODMAP foods, but I can eat all the fruits, but I can't eat the veggies. And it's, I've never liked veggies because they always hurt my stomach. And it's like crazy. Like I can't eat onions and trying to go out to eat and not being able to eat onions or mushrooms is like so hard, especially since I don't like a lot of vegetables. Yeah. Well, also, yeah, like you said, you probably don't also like the vegetables because they make you feel like crap. And so it's like this, girl, we ought we're, we ought to do a test and then we'll we'll get you healed. And in three months, I bet you'll feel like a new human. Oh, I can only imagine. So this all being said, especially when it comes to my gut health or maybe the people that are listening that are in this fitness and wellness lifestyle, something you see a lot in the fitness community are things like energy drinks or diet, we'll call them quote unquote diet foods. So artificial sweeteners, um, low fat, low sugar, whatever items, do those things innately cause gut health issues Yes, or- can they be a cause? Yeah. Don't don't, don't tell me the truth. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So these, I you know, at the beginning of my career, like eight years ago, I was seeing so many fitness competitors, bikini competitors, fitness instructors, because there were a lot of foods that had fake sugar, you know, Quest bars protein powder. I know, girl. Protein powders with erythritol. Erythritol is a really tough one on the gut. And xylitol. Those are two sugar alcohols that'll say something like, you know, your product will say like sugar-free or instead of having sugar, it'll have a sugar alcohol. That actually changes the gut. And then then add on to that probably Quest Bar or something like that. They'll add in fake fiber like chicory root or inulin. So then if you've got gut issues, that gives you actual gut symptoms. So you're not only just changing the gut for the worse, you're adding on stuff that can give you symptoms like added fiber. And then usually what happens when we or many times, I shouldn't say usually, many times what happens when we're tracking macros or something like that is we get very like in food jags. So for example, the sweet potato, broccoli, chicken, or, you know, Mm -hmm. just eating things that aren't diverse, that actually lowers our good bacteria. The other foods allow bad bacteria to grow. That's what we call dysbiosis, this imbalance of good and bad bacteria in the gut. That's where you see food sensitivities. 
and gut symptoms. So yeah. Do you think that I, I totally actually agree with you in terms of macro tracking, and this is something that's really important for me to share with people is that there can be this sort of, I eat the same thing and it's easy for me, so I constantly eat it. But I'm a huge believer in you have to have food diversity, especially if you're macro tracking, because I am a diehard macro tracker. I know it's not for everybody. Yeah. I, it works for me. It's worked for, I've been doing it for 12 years, but um, it's something that I, I just have found that's the easiest way for me to personally find food freedom. But yeah. I have to diversify my diet because if I am eating the same thing over and over and over again, I do realize some of those symptoms are a little bit more transparent. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's so important. If you're going to do this, here's what to be really cognizant of. Because I remember in times that I've macro tracked, I've been like, oh, it's so much easier to eat this because I ate it yesterday and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I can just click it really easily. So if you're being intentionally diversifying, I think that can be great. And, you know, if it, if it gives people the support that they need, if it gets you the support you need, freaking like keep doing it. Empowerment, baby. But yeah, I think it can be just like, can get people into food jags, which can just, you know, make yeah. the problem worse. Yeah, and I think another thing to remember is, again, if you're going through these things and you feel lost, look for coaches that can help you or use social media. There's a lot of good resources. The yeah. one that always gets people, you kind of mentioned that that fake fiber, and I'd love to dive into that a little bit more, but trying to get additional fiber in their diet, people, for some reason, when they think of carbs, they always forget about fruits and veggies. And I think a lot of that does come from, I've told this story before, but I recently saw my doctor and you've seen me, you know me, I am, I would say I'm pretty healthy. My blood test came back and he told me to stop eating sugary fruits. And I thought to myself, this is strange because he said, eat less apples, bananas, oranges. And in my mind, I'm thinking those are like the most fibrous vegetables or the most fibrous fruits that you're having me take out because I'm eating too much sugar. I'm not eating refined sugars. I'm eating fruit from the earth. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. I think, uh, I think also too, we doctor there are so many different types of doctors and your your sister mm-hmm. might be different, but most doctors are not trained in nutrition. They don't need to be. They get a couple hours of nutrition education. This, this doctor has no clue what they're talking about. You know what I mean to you? And especially to look at how fit you are. Are you freaking kidding me? It's just so wild. It's so ass backwards. So Actually, I'm pregnant right now and I went to the doctor and we were thinking my blood sugar was going up and down. And she's like, are you eating pineapple? And I was like, listen, lady, I'm going to keep eating my pineapple. I hear you. I need to remember as a registered dietitian to eat it with carbs and protein because, you know, when you're pregnant, you got cravings. Am I right? But, um, you know, it was just such a reminder that they, they, they're trying their best. They're trying to support us possibly, and they don't have their information. Please, dear God, if you're listening to this, do not get your nutrition advice from a doctor. I completely agree. And I have had doctors on this podcast that actually completely agree with this. So it's definitely something I am very interested to see over the next few years. And as 
as doctors continue through their programs, if this is something that's going to start to evolve and change. And I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it evolving a little bit more because I think it's something that if we're having such a uh, epidemic of obesity uh, and diabetes, then this is really something that should be should be uh, taught to doctors. But hey, I am not an educator over here, so I'm not making I'm not making curriculum for them. Yeah, um, true that. Me neither. Okay, so in regards to to fiber and fake fiber, you know, you talked about things like Quest bars, which unfortunately are one of my absolute favorites, but they do have a high amount of fiber. So I believe Quest bars have about nine grams of fiber in them. And things like Olipop or those new pre and probiotic sodas that are claiming that nine grams of fiber. Now, I would love to hear your opinion, you know, as as me looking at it and when I and I'm looking at somebody taking in fiber, I we recommend women get about 25-ish grams of fiber if it's something that they can they can handle. On average, Americans are getting about eight grams of fiber a day mm-hmm. from their diets. Now, yes, the ideal is to be getting your fiber from your diet, but if somebody's only way to get that fiber in are through these artificial sources, would you recommend that over not getting enough fiber in at all? It totally depends. And this is where it's personalized. Like, why don't we use you as an example? Because we've been talking about you, right? I might say no for you because it sounds like there are gut issues going on and fiber feeds bacteria. That's why we like, that's one reason why we like fiber, right? It not only helps regulate your blood sugar, but it also feeds our bacteria. That's, that is the reason why we want diversity. Okay. And for a diverse source of nutrients. If we are feeding bacteria, we're also feeding bad bacteria. So this is a really important because if we're feeding bad bacteria, you might say in April, yeah, I can't eat onions and mushrooms and these things, but we might get to next December and you're like, shit, Bridget, I also can't now eat all these things because, and I feel bloated all the time. So it's a very personalized answer. Does that mean it's always the same answer? No, because that's not personalized, right? So Using you as an example, I would say I would not do the fake fiber. It's not even fake. I mean, it's from a plant. So it's it's not something like a a lab-grown thing. Just not a whole food source. Not a whole food source. I would even say I wouldn't do a ton of whole food sources fiber until fixing the gut because it's just going to perpetuate the issue. Very interesting. That's definitely good to know because, again, as fitness coaches or nutrition coaches, we're kind of given that standard of, all right, 25 grams for women, 38 grams for men. And what we're learning is to make sure our clients are hitting that fiber. And I guess I've never looked on the other side and said, you know, maybe that fiber is giving somebody more of a gut issue. Now, obviously I understand if somebody's eating too much fiber, like we've all been there. We went through that weird phase where everybody ate fiber one bars for like one bars. <laughs> what were they like the chocolate peanut butter? Oh my God. Oh, those yeah. were like a staple in my house and we all had gut issues and right. 
it made everything worse. But yeah, but I, I think we might be getting closer to over the fiber one bars. But now again, we're moving into this odd like fitness phenomenon where um, some of these fake sugars and fibers again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't eat all these things because I absolutely do. You know, it's just like yeah. I'm human. Um, and I'm learning just as much as everybody else's don't I did just put sugar free syrup in my coffee like we're good. <laughs> Yeah, regular sugar in my coffee. So like, you know what I mean? It's it's not – and I don't ever want to come on here and even make anyone feel like they're doing something wrong. I think it's just about being educated. You know what I mean? It's like don't later today when you have your quest bar like be like, oh, shit, Bridget didn't say – no, freaking enjoy it and you're hitting – whatever the macros you need for the day, but just knowing, hey, if I want to heal for the long term, ought to just get a poop test and fix it. And then it's not about continually eliminating things that you can't tolerate or things that are adding to an issue. It's about healing. Absolutely. And I cannot wait to personally send you my poop. Yeah, I can't (laughs) wait either. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So obviously gut personal is centered around supplements, which is such a hot topic because, you know, people always say, are supplements good or supplements bad? But I think something that really sets gut personal apart is that you guys are creating customized supplement yeah. protocols. And again, if you do go to a doctor, a GI, if you go to your general, a lot of times they're going to recommend vitamins, supplements, they're going to recommend some things to you. And so why not go, again, directly to the source once you have everything tested and know where your body's at, looking into that supplementation. So when people think of supplements, like are, are things like probiotics generally recommended to everybody or like are probiotics different per individual? Mm-hmm. Such a good question. That that question led me to grow gut personal because I would see people – so before I started my business online three years ago – I was working at a holistic pharmacy as a registered dietitian and a supplement buyer. And people would come into the store and they're like, I need a probiotic. We had a hundred. And so, you know, while I love the recommendation of take a probiotic, I, as the registered dietitian, would ask them three or four questions to be like, figure out which one was right for them okay, have you taken probiotics in the past? Did they make you feel worse or better? If they made you feel worse, then we've got a real big gut issue going on. We might go with a probiotic like Saccharomyces boulardii, which is, for gut personal, our Saccharomyces boulardii is called the booster. It's a very specific probiotic for people to start with that have gut issues. And then I would you know, asking these questions, I realized, wait a minute, if I just take what's in my brain of how to create a personalized protocol for someone and put it in a quiz format, basically take my brain, put it online, people can ask, answer these questions themselves, they can get that personalized protocol. So for gut personal, we have three different probiotics and they're each for different people at different healing stages. So it's really important to get a personalized probiotic, not just one off the shelves. And a common misconception about probiotics right now is they actually do not need to be refrigerated anymore. They're going to stay alive. You know, our body is 
what, 98 degrees temperature, if they survive our body, they can sure as hell survive sitting out in seven degree, you know, room temp. So that's actually a, a myth or, you know, if probiotics aren't of the latest research, they don't actually have to be refrigerated. So definitely need a personalized probiotic. Okay. And what about things like yogurt and kombucha as an additional probiotic? Are those strong enough or do you really need to to find that additional supplementation? Definitely an additional supplementation. They've actually started sending yogurt to the labs like Yogpay and some of these other really um, you know, popular brands in the mm-hmm. amount of actual live cultures in them is so low. Like one half a billion, one billion, that's not going to be enough to to um, affect the gut in any real way. We know that there are other like ferments in general, like okay. those are all fermented things. Ferments in general f- are good for the gut, but it's not even necessarily because of the probiotics are good bacteria. It's because they're fermented. It's that process. So. It's not enough to just get in yogurt or kombucha or sauerkraut. Okay. I mean, you can still enjoy those things, you guys, because heck yeah, I love a good kimchi. I love a good oh. sauerkraut. I and love I mean, a good kombucha. If yes. It's fermented, I want it. Yes. And it is good for you for sure. But, you know, it's not going to be enough to heal the gut. You know what I mean? If someone's having a lot of gut issues, if they just start pounding these things, it actually, they might feel worse. So yeah. yeah if you ever try to pound sauerkraut, it's not like the easiest thing to just like start downing, in my opinion. I know it is. It's really funny. Throw it on your hot dog. We are here for it. Literally, that's been my biggest pregnancy craving is hot dogs with sauerkraut. I freaking kid you not. That's amazing. I love and it. mustard. Sounds amazing to me, honestly. Those are all my favorite things. Okay. Well, besides food and all these delicious things, you mentioned that quiz that you guys have on your website. I did the personalized quiz. Actually, all of my supplements just got shipped out. I got an email notification that they're on their way. Yeah. I think it's really awesome because you guys have so many different products that really do target different things. And they're actually a lot. You guys have a lot of products that I've never heard about. And so I'm super excited to start the protocol. And I secretly even did one for my boyfriend just to kind of see what products might work best for him. Because I think that, you know, even men, you guys obviously are a women founded company, but that's not to say that the products that you supply in your site can't be used for men. So if any ladies are listening and they maybe have a significant other or a man in their life, can they use their products as well? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, literally my husband this morning was like, my stomach hurts. Can I have the soother? And I'm like, yep. So absolutely. We are so focused on women because us women have so many gut issues and we're also the ones that typically take action on our issues. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, you were the one on the website taking the quiz for your boyfriend. I, you know, my whole team is the same. We're all female team. All of us have done the quiz or had our husbands do poop testing and we were the ones spearheading that. So absolutely. And then we also have kids products too. So 
I know you're Amazing. in Texas. The allergies in Texas when I was down there were so bad. We have a natural allergy product that works incredibly. So we're trying to like hit the whole family, but start with the the lady of the household first. I love that. So I'm going to ask you a really broad question. This is going to be tough. What are your top two favorite products that you guys sell? Oh, well, it's, you know, they always say you don't have a, you don't want to have a favorite child, but I do. (laughs) So we have our Miracle Worker powder, which is magnesium. It is our best-selling product by far. Magnesium, especially in the fitness and wellness space, Every single person needs to be taking it. And the form that we all need to be taking is magnesium glycinate. That's the form that we use. It's the most absorbable, most broad form of magnesium that's going to work from everything from muscle cramps, muscle tightness, going to the bathroom, focus. Oh, it's it's literally the best. So the miracle worker, that's our magnesium. Okay, I had my top one. Now I'm like, what's my second favorite? Oh, okay, I'm going to go with the Soother. So the Soother is our L-glutamine powder. If you're in the fitness space, you might have heard of L-glutamine for muscle recovery post-workout. But L-glutamine is also really powerful for the gut lining. So it actually heals the gut lining. If you have leaky gut or suspect you have leaky gut, if you've taken one of those food sensitivity tests and it says you're allergic to everything, the soother is really incredible. It tastes really great. We have it in chocolate or, or vanilla. I mix, and what we do a lot of times is mix um, our Miracle Worker Magnesium with our vanilla soother, and it tastes like a creamsicle for like a nighttime mocktail. It's so good. And so those are, I would say, are my two faves. And then Grab a probiotic. That's kind of the way to like the personalized probiotic for you by taking the quiz. So those are those are really the best. I love that. I'm so excited. I've actually been taking the magnesium pills since I had that dinner. Now I will say, I have never had such crazy dreams. Yes. Until I started taking. Well, I have always been a really crazy dreamer, but I kind of went through this period where I wasn't having dreams. So I must be getting into some really deep REM sleep because my dreams are insane. And my boyfriend said the same thing, but I don't have a lot of issues on the pooping side of things. I am Gucci there, but he said that it has absolutely changed the game for him. Good. Oh my God. Our magnesium, why I love the form so much is it gives you what you need. You know what I mean? It's not a magnesium citrate that makes you like poop your brains out. It's also not like a magnesium three and eight that really is just for brain health. It's that overall, it gives you what you need and people are obsessed. And that that's also something that we stand behind is that like, we really believe you need to be obsessed with our products. Like If you're not obsessed with something, we stand behind it. We're like, all right, let's get you something you are obsessed with or give you your money back. And that's so important for me because I know that so many people have tried supplements, they didn't work for them, or they didn't get that personalized approach, and then they're wasting their money. And so we are doing things differently from that aspect in the supplement industry that no, you've got to be obsessed. Like you better love it and you better see really great results. If you don't, we're going to say, 
okay, like, do we increase your dose? Do we decrease the dose? Like, Mm -hmm. how can we support you? And so we, you know, I'm a registered dietitian. We have another registered dietitian. We're always in the DMs. Like, that's the way that we communicate with people a lot. We do free calls with our registered dietitian. So we're really here to support people and really like feeling their best. I love that. And I think another thing I just want to say before we get off, you know, your guys's test that you give that is personalized recommendations, it's not like 20 products. It's like yeah. four or five solid products yeah. that are within a reasonable price range. And yeah. I think that's really big because it's very easy to over prescribe or to over recommend yeah. supplements, which is also very overwhelming. And so I appreciate that you're not giving a ton of recommendations. It's like, here's three to four great products to start with and go from there. And you guys offer so many opportunities to save money. You're always doing discounts in your Instagram stories. You have so many affiliates that are working with you that have discount codes. And I'm going to share all of your information in the show notes on how to do that quiz and where people can reach you. And then of course, I'll share out my code. And I would love to hear from anybody that does take advantage and wants to do a stool test. And I'd love if you are comfortable sharing your results. I think it's just really cool to to have those conversations and to, to be able to share that. Yes. And hey, girlfriend, if you do the test, we, you know, three to six months down the line, we've got to do a follow-up podcast on how it's going. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing to do just a live stool test reading. That's yes. like super vulnerable. Oh my God. You'd be like, I mean, it tells you a lot of stuff. It is so empowering. But I always say to like women or men that take our tests, like, if you've ever had tests come back and it says normal, 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 this will not be that test. And I just prep them. You know what I mean? Because you are in such good health, but this is looking at things so deeply that it's eye-opening to be like, okay, I can still shift things and I can still feel even better. Okay, cool. I absolutely love that. Bridget, this has been amazing. This is one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded. It's just been so fun talking shit with you. Uh, One of our favorite favorite things. And I hope we get to do a follow-up podcast very soon. So again, thank you so much for your time. To everyone listening, remember to be bold, to be confident, and to be you. We'll be right back.